0: My name is emily hines and i attend houston city council meetings and i take notes and now i am sharing those notes with you today's notes are from the council meeting on may 17th 2023 first up i will go over the mayor's report mayor turner uses this time to talk about non-agenda things which this week meant the budget the proposed fiscal year 24 budget was released this week. Houston's fiscal year is July through June, and the budget is named for the end year of the fiscal season, so we're getting ready for fiscal year 2024, a.k.a. FY24. Here are some of Mayor Turner's budget remarks. Committee meetings that will workshop each section of the budget start today. I made a post last week that details all of this with much help from friends, so take a look at that to get the big picture. Mayor Turner said that this is the best budget his administration could have put forward, and he described it as fiscally conservative. The fund balance, which is money held in reserve, is 16.6% of the budget, or about $400 million, and that is very healthy. We are only legally required to reserve 7.5%. Turner said that his goal, since he's been in office, has been to build up the fund balance so that we have a rainy day fund and can use it to balance the budget going forward. He critiqued media representation of this year's budget and said that even without funding from the American Rescue Plan Act, the budget could have been balanced by using that reserve fund balance we mentioned earlier. Turner pointed out a few highlights, a $10 million trust fund to address other post-employee benefits, or OPEB. Um, Also talked about additional funding for deferred maintenance, which is like city facilities that need upkeep, but have been deferred a stabilization fund, I don't know what this means, debt reduction, especially OPEB, and more money for drainage. And for those wondering, OPEB is non-pension related benefits for retired city employees, like health insurance. Regarding calls for city employee raises, he said that has already been done. Quote, that's not news, end quote. HPD will get over $1 billion. Turner reiterated that they have never defunded the police. He said crime is going down thanks to One Safe Houston. Councilmember Thomas critiqued the revenue cap, which limits the amount of money Houston can collect from property taxes. For context, she said that if we didn't have a revenue cap, this money could be used to fund all of the capital improvement projects and state-of-the-art community centers in every Houston region. Councilmember Kamen brought up the idea of revenue cap exceptions to be spent on public safety alone, which would likely need to be voter approved. Mayor Turner skirted the issue and defended the current budget as is. Councilmember Robinson brought up the seven federally declared disasters during Mayor Turner's tenure and the fact that we have seen no money from the state's own very well padded Rainy Day Fund, despite many of those disasters being literally related to rain. He commended the mayor for guiding the city through such adversity and managing to not only balance the budget, but build up a healthy fund balance through it all. Moving on from the budget, it is National Infrastructure Week and National Police Week. HPD Chief Finner and Sergeant Kendrick Simpo are in D.C., where Simpo is receiving a National Medal of Valor for his role in stopping a potential mass shooting in the Galleria in 2022. Saturday, there's a family day in the park at Sylvester Turner Park from 2 to 6 p.m. And finally, RIP Etta Crockett, whom Mayor Turner credited with helping him find his way in politics when he was still young and green. Next up, some agenda items that caught my eye. Item 8 approved $15,000 for more tapping saddles. And no, I do not want to look up what these are. I prefer to use my imagination. Item 16 set a public hearing for the proposed budget on Wednesday, May 31st at 9 a.m., Item 21 approved a $1 million grant to Fundación Latinoamerica de Acción Social for providing housing and services to people affected by HIV and AIDS. Item 22 approved a similar $2 million grant to Bread of Life. Item 25 approved extending the contract that provides services to veterans to help them keep living in their homes. Services like tax preparation, budget management, cooking, cleaning, bathing, and lawn care. Item 26 approved adding $1.95 million on top of the already funded $3 million for the Houston Forensic Science Center to outsource toxicology cases. Councilmember Kamen said this is one of the only ways the city can help address the backlog of cases because courts are largely out of the city's control. Some discussion ensued on what can be done to support the Forensic Science Center. Mayor Turner advocated for more state partnerships. Perhaps with DAs and forensic science centers across the state collaborating. He specifically mentioned the fentanyl crisis, and he concluded by suggesting Councilmember Kamen use the Public Safety Committee to probe into further possible actions. Item 43 approved a contract renewal for the company that does mystery shopping services at the airports. There was no extra funding needed. Councilmember Knox cheekily pointed out that in the survey they just released, Papa's restaurants or Papa's subsidiaries were big winners. The Papa's drama keeps on giving. Item 45 approved using $78,000 from the Dedicated Drainage and Street Renewal Fund, or the DDSRF for an engineering firm to test construction materials that will be used in a drainage project in District H. Councilmember Knox tagged this item last week because he doesn't think the DDSRF should be used for this type of spending. He thinks it should only be used for actual shovel-ready projects where drainage work is being actually done. Everyone disagreed with him because things don't get built without design, engineering, and testing. This item passed, only Councilmember Knox voted no. Finally, we have the Councilmember Pop-Off, in which council members have brief time to talk about non-agenda things. Mayor Turner congratulated Councilmember Jackson on her recent graduation from Texas Southern University and Councilmember Kamen on receiving a bold advocacy for working families award from the Gulf Coast AFL CIO. Councilmember Castix tatum plugged a spark park dedication at Billy Regan Elementary School on Monday, May 22nd. Councilmember Gallegos advocated for the Railroad Safety Act. Councilmember Robinson encouraged people to bicycle to work on Friday, which is Bike to Work Day. There is an official ride starting at Edo Bike Co. at 7.30 a.m. Councilmember Thomas plugged a May 20th health fair and a farewell celebration for Blake's Barbecue on June 29th. Councilmember Alcorn cheered a development in the noise ordinance that allowed the city to revoke the standards noise permit, which is a bar on West Allis. They have had 90 plus violations since December of 2022, which is like six months. She praised this year's budget and said structural imbalances have been met. Councilmember Peck praised the new library locker at the Carverdale Community Center. People can order books through Houston Public Library and then they can pick them up and return them at the locker. Councilmember Jackson thanked everyone that has helped her during her educational journey. It was a very touching moment. She plugged the Be Successful Second Chance Job Fair this Saturday, which will also include criminal record expungement services. Councilmember Kamen cheered the city's new remote work policy, which she called transformational. Also, there are some pickleball courts in District C now open. Councilmember Pollard plugged a Vietnam Veterans Memorial unveiling on May 26th at Club Creek Park. And that's when I stopped watching because I was very tired and also had other things to do. Such is life. I just want to briefly shout out the very wonderful people who are organizing this year around the city's budget process, including actual organizations like Houston Inaction and Data Jam and West Street Recovery and a lot more. And not just organizations, but also individuals, regular people volunteering their time. We put together some slides that I mentioned earlier that outline this year's whole budget process, and they're available on my Instagram. And I just really recommend checking them out, even if it's just to get a handle on the timeline and what is going on, even if you're not going to take any action. It's just an important time of year, and the budget dictates everything the city does. It's also a pretty difficult time for many who are in this work, so we appreciate your thoughts and prayers. Moving on, I want to thank all of our Patreon supporters, and if you think this project is worth supporting, I invite you to visit patreon.com slash emilytakesnotes. You will get a shout-out on this very podcast. Also, thank you to ACLU Texas and Houston In Action for their support, and to Tyco who does the Spanish translations, which are available on Instagram and the website. This podcast has music by Joe Wozniak and it was produced by Connor Clifton. That's it for this week. I am Emily Hines and I thank you for listening.